This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. this after we've been drinking. I'm your host, Erica Lance. My co-host today is Jane Piquet. And our amazing and inebriated guest is Donna Mercer. Let's talk a little bit about what we've been drinking because we're still drinking it. So I did got a Vente London Fog Latte and then I put Honey Jack in it. And it's pretty awesome. Not going to lie. It's like a weird hot toddy. Jen, what boring drink are you drinking? Because nobody cares. Some of my iced caramel macchiato. It's good. You yeah. drank like four sips I of it. I need to stir it. I didn't stir it and it's separated. Okay. Okay. So you don't really have a drink. Donna, what are you drinking? Yours is way more fascinating. I'm still drinking oh, the pink lemonade vodka. Look in this stylish bottle. It's a gorgeous bottle. <laughs> and it's, the stuff inside is just as gorgeous. Same as I get. I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> For those of you listening, going to bring me alcohol. Pink Lemonade by Smirnoff. And I know you put a little bit of Sprite in it to pretend like you made a mixed drink, whatever. It's kind of like a Long Island iced tea has Coke in it. <laughs> yeah. Not a thing. Okay. This is Literary Brief's rapid fire questions. The first question. Shut up. I've got this. <laughs> I can see you. Okay. Um, so the first question is. What is your favorite book of all time? Oh, um, Cinderella and the Wolf Shifter Prince by Siren Allen. Wow. Okay, why? Oh, because it is a different take on um, Cinderella. And it's like, you know, it's not it's not a pansy, oh, save me, save me type of book. It's a like, bitch, come and get me. <laughs> so, and it's paranormal and it's just fascinating because... It's like, when I read it, I just fell in love with it. It's awesome. Like, what so about I, your least favorite book of all time? My least favorite? Um, yes, your least favorite book of all time. Oh, no. Ooh. Okay, I'm stumped. I don't know. I, I tend to like all books. All, this, I don't think that's accurate. You, um, I can tell you my least favorite, um, Janere. Okay. I hate books with boring, wimpy-ass heroines who feel that they have to be rescued by a man. Come on, put your big girl panties on and save yourself. Matter of fact, go get him. It's like, if he can't come to you, you go get him. It, wait, scratch that. If you have to go get him, he ain't worth having. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> I like it. Okay, um, do you, um, we talked last podcast about having to have a happy ending. Do you check to see if there's a happy ending? Because somebody in this podcast right now does that. She won't read a book. She'll look at the end of the book to make sure that it it shows that there's a happy ending. Do you do that? No, I read it all the way through. through and then when I get to the ending, if it's not a happy ending, I get pissed off and throw the book. Now, okay, that's so not if it's on a Kindle. Yeah, but do you, that's terrible for Kindles. They're not that, <laughs> they can be damaged doing that. Do you finish a book always? No. It, some books, you know, you just start reading and it's just something about it. It's like, I'm like, this is shit. No. 
I do you um, leave reviews? Um, I try to, but I always try to leave something positive. Even if I don't like a book and um, I can't make it all the way through, I tell someone like, this book had a fabulous beginning. Do and you I ever email the authors yourselves and go, hey, fun story? Yes. Yes. Okay. So remember that um, dang series, that Suki Stackhouse series? Yep. Charlene Harris. Yep. Yes. Okay. So I had read one of her books and I'm just like, I'm like, what is up with all these stereotypes? And I had emailed her. I'm like, what the fuck? And so it's like, she had to explain her process to me. And I'm like, oh, okay. Now I get it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now I like your book a lot more before I just wanted to use it to start a fire. <laughs> yeah, I am not a big fan of those books myself because one of the characters completely changes in book one to book three, like nationality <laughs> and everything. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? So I just finished her Russian Russian Cage, I think it's called. They were good. I really like. I do not take your advice on books. You read books <laughs> completely differently than me. The same is true with movies. I love you, but no. It was a badass heroine. Who had to go rescue the guy who... See? Okay. All right. I can read that book. What's it called? It's Russian Cage. There are three of them. And it's done. So you don't have to worry about cliffhangers because you just boom, boom, boom. Okay. Cool. See? <laughs> it was good. It was like a weird alternate future with Westerns, gunslingers, and then Russians. I was in. Oh, well, see? Who see, don't love a Russian? Right? And he was like a sexy magic-wielding Russian. I have to say, so I watched Blast from the Past last <laughs> where they thought that, you know, the Great War happened and everything. That was very funny. It's even funnier now, but okay. Um, so what is your favorite um, book to TV or movie? Um, my favorite book to TV or movie? Um, actually, you know, I pretty much, I like The Hunger Games. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's my favorite one. I think they did a good job with that one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Least favorite. The Help. God, I hate that book. Because first of all, the book, the book was okay. But it's like as a black person who knows their history. Um, yeah, you guys whitewashed white it. And then when Disney got a hold of it and put it and the ending was totally different. I'm like, what the hell? This I want my money back. I want my money back for the book, the book and the movie. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize that when, depending on how the book gets purchased and opted, they get to do whatever the fuck they want to with it. It literally, because what was it? The Arrival? The Arrival. No, not The Arrival. What is the one with Natalie Portman where she goes into the shimmery? Oh, the alien pot cost. You're not even fucking drinking and you're useless I right know. now. Wasn't it? It was part of the Alien series, but it was like a pre... It started with a P Prometheus? No, not that one. I'm talking about the one where she goes in and it's searching for her military husband that... No, he came out, but he like almost died and 
goes in and anyway i forget what it's not it's not it's the expanse no anyway um yeah it is not prometheus don't get me started about that you know don't get me started about prometheus but no the the whole thing about the book is this whole going into this it's an aliens book right kind of like not the movie aliens but it's about an alien and um they changed the entire fucking book they changed the whole thing from what it was in the movie and so a friend of mine who actually read this book, I did not, was so mad in the movie theater. She's like, what the hell is this? She's like, it's in, just put the name on it and it's none of the story. Uh-huh. Like, it says every single Disney cartoon movie ever is the name, but not the story. Yes. Yes. Disney is famous for that. They just ruin everything. <sighs> so what are you watching right now? What am I watching? Yeah, like series. Like, what are you into? Um, my daughter and I, we are watching um, Rescue 911 because um, we we don't like to watch movie um, shows when they come out, first come out. We got to wait for it to hit Hulu or something to be syndicated before we watch them. And so we're working our way through it and everybody keeps rushing us because they're like, hurry up, hurry up, the new season's out. I don't care. I don't want to watch the new season when it's the new season. I want to watch the new season when it's old. I started watching Sweet Tooth on oh, Netflix, and it's it's pretty brilliant, actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm still watching Lucifer. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this season of Lucifer. I'm it so I hate I'm it. He's made it into, like, they made it really stupid and campy. Like, it had some, anyway. Do you don't get... read the book? <laughs> Speaking of. No. The comic books are, come on, the whole idea is campy. I mean, it's can't be, it's work. Just wait. You'll see what I'm talking about. I'm almost done with it. When you get done with it, then, yeah. Anyway. I'm with you. I like to watch shows years after so that I know they're all there and I don't have to wait. Yeah, see, and it's like, and then people, I hate people who are like, oh my God, did you see this episode? No, 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 no. Don't ruin it for me. I will get there when I get there. Yeah. Lobos. <laughs> Okay, so what is your writing Achilles heel? Like, what do you find your editors like, hey, you've got to stop using the word that? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you did not have to put the word that in front of everything. Yes, yes, I do. That is how I write. And you have to like that because that is what I do. <laughs> That is awesome. What about as a reader? What is when you, because I think one of the things about being a writer, especially when you write a lot, you see stuff, even if you don't want to, when you're reading, mm-hmm. that I think it's easier as a writer to get thrown out of a story by something writers do. So what is the thing that like, I, I know wussy heroines, but what writing wise is the thing that will throw somebody out of a story? Oh my God. It's like, um, when you're following along and the story's going great, and then all of a sudden they throw in some character doing some random thing that has nothing to do with the story, and I have to wonder, why are you here? The barista, the barista effect. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I, I, and then I spend the rest of the story wondering, what were they supposed to do? What about um, your, so let's talk about your fans. Do you go to conferences? Um, not often because, you know, the whole work schedule and I, it's like, it makes it hard. I, 
I, I, I go to IRAE. That's usually the one I go to most of the time. Have you met a lot of your fans? Um, yeah, yeah and no. Yeah, no, because it's like I speak to them like online and they email me and we, we Facebook and um, we talk that way. But as an actual person, no, but I actually found out actually one of my fans live around the block from me and I'm like, oh, you're a little too close if you're a stalker crazy. Yeah, no, you don't have to tell them where you actually live. I just wondered, so on, on the IRAE, have you, what happens when they come up to you? What was it like having your first fan experience? Oh, I was, I was excited they knew who the hell I was. Because I'm like, oh, you, you read my book? Yay! Here, can I give you something? <laughs> I think a lot of people, you know, because we're celebrities as authors, right? But I don't think a lot of people realize it's very different than celebrities in, in other genres of things because we want to talk to our fans. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you think. We yeah. love hearing that you loved our book. We love it if you dress up like characters from our book. That is That will make people's day if you dress up like the characters from the book. Right? Uh -huh. So I, I always think it's interesting when people are standoffish to go talk to an author because... I'm not saying there aren't dickheads out there. I'm quite sure there are because there are dickheads everywhere. But most authors are completely happy to meet you. Yeah. You know, and talk to you and nerd out with you. And even if they've written, you know, a zillion best-selling novels, they still want to hear from you. Unless you ask them about some obscure character like, I don't know, or a character in their book that they don't want to talk about Drizzt anymore. Jen, maybe that. <laughs> Or why you character in a green shirt instead of a blue one? I don't know, because everything was green that day. <laughs> Have you ever been asked a really strange question by a fan that you were like, what? Because I found that, you know, I, I think we forget this, is we write these books and we see a lot of, between our reading and our writing, I think very few authors are great at remembering every details of their book. So then a fan comes up and goes, oh, my God, I love Luke so much, blah, blah. And you were like, who? Yeah. Tell me what you like about it. Yeah, exactly. And you have to <laughs> totally cover, like, I'm so glad. What was your favorite part? Who the fuck are they talking about? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I had one ask me about um, Jericho and... Jericho and he's like well didn't Jericho get stabbed in the butt when he was having sex on his desk I'm like okay what would he get stabbed by but that's a little weird question to ask and so I'm like um no remember he cleared the desk off he swept everything off the desk so it was safe it was safe for him to have sex on his own desk that is a weird <laughs> question that is definitely somebody you should not let know what state you live in <laughs> do you have a, a place where you keep track of all the things because you're writing a series or do you have to go back and reread earlier books to keep it up um, it depends on how long it is in between the series it's like sometimes I have to go back and I'm like huh okay what was his favorite thing and it's like but luckily like I said I try to keep um it together and if worse comes to worse I will word search uh, the manuscript to find what I am looking for been there done that mm, yeah <laughs> have, you, 
this, does your editor do a good job of going, hey, so this character you're bringing back up again, this wasn't the character in the last book? Yes, 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 she does that. Yeah, she's... <laughs> And then, and then she goes even further, and it's like, even if it was the character in the last book, this is not the language they spoke. They spoke this one. I'm like, listen here, kindergartner. It's like... They won't speak Spanish. They will speak Russian. Whatever. <laughs> you and your logic using that against me. I know. That's it. Stop using your damn logic. Hey, Jen, what's your question? Do you see how many I just asked in a row? Got this. Shut up. Um, what do you prefer to read on? Uh, like Kindle or do you like books, paperbacks, hardcovers? Um, I like books, but my husband threatened me. He says he is not building me another bookshelf. So therefore I had to invest in a Kindle. And it was like, as I look at the number of books I have on the Kindle, I see why he threatened me because he's like, listen, the garage is mine, but it's being taken over by your books. And the only thing I'm going to do is if we run out of electricity and it's cold, I'm going to use your books to start a fire. And I'm like, no, you can't use my books. He's like, we will not freeze to death. It's like, you might not, but you're not burning my books, man. <laughs> so. You know so I got to ask both of you this. As somebody who purged a lot of her books, so I gave books away and donated them to libraries and stuff besides books that are signed by authors that I've, I've met or have been given as gifts. Like I have a couple, you know, books that I've been given from authors. I really like that friends bought, of course it's the ones I buy at conventions, that sort of thing. But if I buy a book at Barnes and Noble on their discount rack, cause I do that a lot with the hardcovers. Um, I, I then read it and then I give it away. There's very few books that I, will necessarily pick up again. Like I have those books that I will do that, but if I don't think I'm gonna pick it up again, I'm like, somebody else will enjoy this book. I'm gonna give it away. I see Jen there very uncomfortable as I'm saying this, but I'm just curious because if they're like, for instance, if they're in the garage, I know they're your books and you read them and they're your, you know, your preciouses, but um, if you're not gonna read them again or they're in the garage, why not give them away? Because in the middle of the night, I will go out to the garage with a flashlight and find me a book to read. And then I will bring it into the house and I will dust it off and I will love it and I will read it. And then I will take it back out to the garage. So do you reread all the books on your shelf or do you just have them there? Me, I, I, read a lot. I, I mean, I, I took over our front room and now it's just- That's it's an understatement. There's <laughs> room for more bookshelves in there. We have them in the middle of the room now. Very it looks like a bookstore. It looks like a bookstore or a library. It's not just like I have some bookshelves. Fine. Like yeah. you walk in and there's books. And I do give books away to students. We have a free to a good home box when, when I'm on at school. So. And how many of those have you given away? Well, in the last year, none because I haven't been on campus. But normally I, I give books away as I, they're out of control right now. It's a little crazy. But I know what you mean. I, I do. I go back and read them. Not all of them. But, yeah. Okay, when you get done with a book that you know you're not going to read again because it didn't spark that much joy. Um, depending on what it is, some, a lot of the time now, I if there's no room or if it's an A or a B, because A's and B's are really high and I'm not climbing on a chair to put it because they're alphabetical by author's last name. I'm not climbing. So A's and B's especially, unless it's like Terry Brooks or something. 
I will bring it to school and then I put it in the free to a good, good home box and the students will take them. So yeah, A, B, C occasionally, C now I have to really reach to get it, so. Okay, guys, that's that. You're hearing it. If Jam Paquette comes by your booth and goes to grab one of your books and your last name is A, B, or C, it better be fucking good. Otherwise, it's going in a box. <laughs> good thing mine starts with an M. There you go. You're <laughs> That's so much craziness to me. What about signing your books? Do you do a lot of signings of your books? Do you do a lot of giveaways? Yeah, um, I like to do a monthly giveaway in my group. And it's like, usually I give away a signed copy of the book. Or, okay, so I'm also a closet hoarder of designer purses. And so I tend to give them away to people in my group. And there's a book, signed book stuffed inside. So, yeah. No, that's smart. Because that's something... I, I made my boyfriend start watching the hoarder show. We were, we were visiting with his relatives and there were kids in the house and I was trying to find a series that could be around children. And I was like, I, there's not cussing in this. This is on like a and E it's fine. So we put on hoarders and he's like, we were watching it the other day and he's like, I can't get the logic of these people. Like I can't understand it at all. Like so the fact that you give it, a, it's one thing to like things. There is, there is definitely a borderline when you, you have so much stuff, you can't even live in your house anymore, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, but there's collecting. And then there's how many designer purses do you have? Um, at the moment I have about 30, but it's like, it's, 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 it's an inherited problem. I inherited from my mother and my aunt. They're, they're the same people that got me um, started on reading. So not only did I inherit my mother's books, I inherited her purses too. And then my niece has already came through and stamped her, her logo on the ones she wants when I die. And I'm like, dude, I'm only 51. She's like, you'll die sooner or later. I'm like, oh, love you too. <laughs> Do you use the purses though occasionally? Do you like dust them out and use them? Um, yeah, I change my purse every day, but like I said, I also give them away. Every day? Did you just say every day? Yes. Oh, oh, that's a lot. That's so much. Joy in my life and changing my purse is the joy. Do you coordinate it with what you're wearing? Huh? Do you coordinate it with what you've got on? Yeah. Or if I'm in a happy mood, I want my favorite purse to come with me because I know. In a not have a lot in your purse because like when I go to change my purse, it's like a, an entire thing to change my purse. Oh, no, no, no. It's like, okay, first of all, my purse, if, if I'm going to work, it has to fit my computer. And then it's like, like my pins are in a little Ziploc, a zip bag. And then like, the lip gloss and all that other stuff in a zip bag. So it's just a matter of taking these bags, bags out and sticking them in this purse, hanging that one up on the shelf. Yeah. There's do you a carry a book around to read or do you carry your Kindle around? Is it with you always? I carry my phone, which has the Kindle app and the Google Play app and Kobo and Barnes and Noble apps because I read on all of them. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I actually like to read um, on Google Play, on Google Books the most. But, you know, and it's only lately that I can find the authors that um, are on Amazon 
moving over to Google and I can purchase them there because I would rather support them on Google than on Amazon. And then Kobo, Kobo's now becoming my big thing because, you know, they have, you know how Amazon has Kindle Unlimited? Well, Kobo has their version of the Kindle Unlimited, but unlike Amazon, you don't have to have your book exclusive to their Kindle Unlimited. So if you have it in, um, I don't even remember what it was called, but their Kobo Unlimited, you can still sell it on Amazon and iBooks and Barnes and Noble and stuff and make extra money. So that's why, that's one of the things I like about wide, being wide. No, I think it's important. I think it's important for books to go wide. And I really do not encourage people to do Kindle Unlimited because especially now the pay from it. I mean, some people do really, really well, don't get me wrong. But a lot of people, you know, they, they're so limited. They're not broadening the audience. And I think more and more people are looking at Amazon and going, you don't get all the money. I mean, that's what's happening with a lot of the big publishers too, is they're going to Amazon and like, you can't price, you know, we had, we had books we posted on there. And the cover price was $16.99 and they jacked it up to $24.99. Mm -hmm. and, and what people don't seem to realize is that Amazon's only big in the U.S. It's like the world use something else. And it's like um, a lot of my um, readers actually are like in Canada or Australia. And then I have a big following in in Spain, because I've had people ask, are you ever going to translate your book into Spanish? And I'm like, um, not until I figure out these translation laws, because there's different in every country. But this is like, I just try to keep it open, because like I said, Amazon, the government's going to come after Amazon, because they're just too big. And I you know, agreed. And it would be dumb if all of your eggs are in that particular basket. I agree 100%. Okay, Jen, you get the final question. Um, what are you reading right now? Um, I just finished rereading uh, uh, Allegiance of Honor by Nalina Singh because I was in a, I needed something paranormal to read and I just love her. It's like, I just, I, I love her whole series and I'm waiting for the next one to come out. And then, um, I so I finished that one last night and then I, um, started um, a new book by Cynthia Sachs. It was one of her cyborg series book. I can't remember the name. Maybe it's the latest one she just wrote. So. Do you so, read more than one book at a time? Jen didn't ask that she normally does. Do you, can you read more than one book at a time? I mean, I know you physically can, but do you? I get confused into storylines. I will admit that wholeheartedly. I will read, but if, especially if they're very similar books, uh-huh what the, ah what is even happening i don't even remember what story we're in anymore so you know, i tend to read like one book for pleasure and one book for business so i can learn something new about the writing business so that's how i go so well you won't get them confused if you do that if you read yeah. two paranormal shifter romances trust me somewhere in the middle it starts getting hazy and you're like didn't he die wait what book is this especially if they have characters with similar names mm -hmm. it's like watching vikings in the last kingdom i'm screwed i watched both of them and then the latest season came out and i was sitting there with my boyfriend and i'm like 
I can't even pretend to try to get the history of the show because I don't remember which show had what in it because they're the, both the Ragnar stories. And I'm like, oh, what's happening right now? <laughs> See? I don't understand what's happening. Okay. Well, we have to wrap up. So um, tell again, everybody, how to find you in your books. Okay. I am actually all over the place. You can find me on Amazon and Kobo and Barnes and & Noble and iBooks and Smashwords and all those lovely little places under Donna R. Mercer. And you can hook me up on Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook. What's um, your Facebook group again? Um, Risque Raiders. Risque Raiders. Okay. Yes. We look up. Honestly, all we do is post pictures of half naked men and then critique them. That, that is actually should be somebody's job. I do that job. I do that as a living. What do uh -huh. you do? I rank half naked men. Thank you. That's what I do for a living. I came up with a really good title that made it sound like it was an executive type position because that's how I roll. <laughs> that's it. It's all in the wording. Exactly. You have been fantastically wonderful, my friend. It was so awesome to meet you. Oh, well, thanks for having me. I had fun. Absolutely. Okay, so this has been Drinking with Authors, Literary Briefs. I've been your host, Erica Lamps. And we'll see you next time. All right, bye.